welcome to Upchuck Theater. We watch the nonsense so you don't have to. With Justin Hummel, Rob Mikowski, and Aaron Krieger, we spare no film on our bombed scale. Come waste an hour or so of your life so you don't waste another one. Sit back, relax, and throw up. Astronaut's wife. Ugh. I I can't do astronaut's wife. I there are certain things I can't do. And that's why I can't do. I can't I can't do. I have mountains. <laughs> so astronaut's wife it is. Tomorrow will be fun. At 2.36 p.m., 125 miles above Earth, shuttle astronaut Spencer Armacost suddenly lost contact. What the hell is that? I'm Sherman Reese from NASA. Um, it's about your husband. What happened? There was an explosion. We lost contact for about two minutes. What happened up there? Everything shut down. No sound, but something loud. And then I felt warmth. It was the warmth of you. <laughs> to most, he seemed the same. But to his wife, he had become something. Not of this world. Jill. Ah, yes. Is this here? Where is it? Two heartbeats. It's twins, Mrs. Amacost. It's twins. Now, what happened during those two minutes? It was an accident. There was an explosion. No. She's beginning to fear that the lives inside her aren't human, and he will stop at nothing to protect them. You are watching this tape. You're watching this tape, Mrs. Amacost. I'm probably dead. He's not your husband anymore. No! Where are you gonna go, honey? Where are you gonna go? What's happening? I love you, Jillian. No, you don't. Johnny Depp. Charlize Theron. The astronaut's wife. Everything I see, you see. Everything you think. I know. Horrible. That's all I can say. You know, you guys, uh, you guys made me break an oath to myself tonight that I'd never watch a, a Johnny Depp movie again in my life. And uh, here we go. I guess that's what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Upchuck Theater, folks. I'm Dustin Hummel. I'm, I'm Aaron Krager, in pain. <laughs> and I'm Rob Mikowski. Um, well, where, where do we start with this one, gents? Um, um, trailer pretty much says it all. <laughs> we can just skip this whole damn episode as far as I'm concerned. No, movie's terrible. All right. 
Good episode, guys. Uh, good episode. Yeah, very good, very good. good no, no, no. But uh, all right, let's start at the beginning where uh, we usually start. Uh, I I still I, I can't explain the plot, so maybe maybe one of you guys can take a crack at it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we've got an astronaut who goes up in space. A couple of them. Uh, two actually. of them, yeah. Two two guys on a shuttle, which is, I'm sure, within NASA regulations. And uh, something happens, and we lose them for two minutes. And then they come back, and things get weird. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's about as... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say... I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what happens. I don't know. They come back. Things get weird. Yeah. Things get weirder. No, no. Charlene's, you know, Charlize Theron's character is really stupid. It's, oh, no doubt. And then she's pregnant. Yeah. Evil alien potato twins. The twins. Know? Yes, the twins. The twins. But we don't twins. we don't know she's pregnant with the twins until a whole bunch of other nonsense happens. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a little bit farther in the movie. Yeah. But but here's here's where it lost me. Within the first five minutes, oh. we were jumping timeline line. I, I don't even. There wasn't a timeline. No, no. They're, 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 this is another movie that has no sense of time. You know, they they go up in space. They're only up in space for like what a couple hours. Like right, we don't even see them go up. Right. In space. And then, then he's trying to have well, phone sex with her on the NASA party. Well, no, we, yes. we we did see we did see stock NASA takeoff yes, footage. That's true. That's true. true. So we assumed they went in space. Sure. Ugh. It was radio transmissions. Yuck. I mean, this yeah. isn't this isn't Apollo thirteen. It was you know, nowhere near close to that. No, no, Apollo thirteen made sense. No, but that's the whole point: is that there's no there's no explanation of time. I mean, or passage thereof. Right. Well, that's what I mean. You know, they're up in space. Then they're not. Then they're in the hospital. You know, the two astronauts both come back alive. The other astronaut, who I believe is played by Nick Cassavetes, yes. of all people, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's an older man, so mm-hmm. his heart's not as strong, so then they put him in, like, <laughs> like an astronaut <laughs> incubator. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, you know, this movie also has a weird thing with, like, one chair in rooms. Yes. Uh, that? Yeah. And so, you know, Johnny Depp's character, Commander Spencer Armacost... <laughs> Um, you know, he's like in this coma and then he just comes out of it and we don't know how long it's been. And then, you know, the other guy is like going into cardiac arrest and we don't know how long that's been going on. That, that's kind of the, the consistent theme here. Nobody really knows what's going on and nobody knows the timeline no. for these things either. I couldn't figure out the year either. Right. But we're, I mean, we're given our first kind of clue that something's wrong when uh, alien incubator guy, uh, what's his name? His last name? Stock, I think. Streck. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were given the clue that something's really wrong because Streck wakes up screaming something like, "What the hell is right, that?" Right. Like, okay, um, all right. So maybe they got like I'm thinking normal stuff. Yeah. Like maybe they got hit by a solar flare. A solar flare. <laughs> well, he's, he, 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 he screams. He screams for Spencer. 
Yep, yep. Spencer, what is that? Well, Spencer he was like reliving it. Yeah. Right. Well, he was in the in the astronaut incubator. But he's like having a full on seizure. Yeah. yeah. And um yeah. And then we we cut to uh, Johnny Depp getting wheeled out of the hospital yeah, by wheel, Charlize. Wheeled out, wheeled out of the right. hospital with my southern accent. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. We. Uh, yeah, I was southern in this one. My name is Spencer Armacost. And then, pretty much in no time flat, Spencer tells his wife that he was offered a position in New York, and I, I hate New York City, but but we're gonna take it. But the money's good. But the money's good. The money's so good. let's go. And, he hates people. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Um, okay, here's a guy who just went through some serious space trauma shit, and now he's just ready to up and move, um, you know, and, and take a position. Again, we, we don't know, it's just a position in NASA that's what, like more research-based? No, it's R&D not, or something. It's not, well, yeah, no, 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 it's not NASA-based, it's, it's private contracting. Oh, okay, okay, I must have missed that. And so, you know, he, uh... There's a lot to miss. <laughs> he goes Don't to work. Me. He goes to work for McLaren. Yes. Which yeah. is, you know, and uh, Tom Noonan is Tom his Noonan. boss in a oh. throwaway in a throwaway role for uh, you know Tom Noonan to cash a check or something. Yeah. I don't know. You know, let's backtrack for a quick second because yeah. I have a bit of a I don't know what you call it peeve or whatever, but okay. So standard shuttle procedure generally they send up you know. Seven astronauts or so, right? Fact-checking time with Rob McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's what it is. You know, you, you, they send up a crew. You know, yeah. you have your, your your commander, your pilot, whatever. You have your another another guy, and then you have somebody else, somebody else, whatever. Then you have your payload specialist or right. case manager. Right, there's two guys. Right, well, that's, that's the thing. There's two guys. We don't know about anyone else being there. Right, but in the... But in the remember that scene where they're at the, like, the, the party on the runway? Yeah. There's the three guys that are singing with the one chick. Yeah. And they were there when they were doing the photographs, remember? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I think right. those were the other people that were either on the shuttle or mm-hmm. commanding it. But what nobody saw? Well, sure. I mean, on? it can be implied. I mean, nothing else in this movie needs to be explained. <laughs> so why not? I mean, you know. Uh, Fair enough. So they get to New York and they're having some kind of like exhibition welcome party. Or whatnot. I don't know. And what then it that turns was. into a full-on exhibitional kind of scene. Um, and Our favorite line of the whole movie is coming oh, up. Oh my god! This uh, we had to rewind this because I, I think I think Aaron said to me, "He's like, did he just say what I thought he yeah. said?" And I yeah. said, I, "I I don't know. I it sounds like they're all mumbling." That was my main yeah. gripe with it. Was was, like, yeah, he's the same thing. Mumble, 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 mumble. <laughs> And then all of a sudden my ears perked up because he said mumble 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 vagina, and I said what? I think I know I because Aaron said it right after me, and I said yep, I think he said vagina. Well, there's something very clear that happens, you know, with the um, the, the other pilot there, the uh, Cassavetti's character, yes. you know, who dies at this party before they move to New York. And oh yeah. The yeah. last thing we basically see him do is basically try to sexually assault his, his wife. wife. And so there's clearly something weird going on that's tied into sexuality. There's actually a lot of things in this movie that are one way or the other tied into sexuality. There's all these references to length and width and fully extended and all this stuff. But so at at this party, you know, at this party, uh, Johnny Depp, makes his play on his wife and he throws her up against this wall. Right. And, and pretty much plain view of 
And, 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 it's up, a, and they're it's, upstairs, though. Well, it's a diversion, though, because um, she's asking. She says, "She's saying, you know, what tell happened? Me, tell what, me about it. What happened up there? You know, with their matching haircuts." Ugh. And uh, <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed in this movie. Matching why did, frost. Why, why do they have the same haircut, the same frost color? <laughs> you know, I mean, just over and over again. And he's turning her on by throwing her up against the wall. Okay, right. fair enough. Right. He's, he's, he's like explaining the scene. And he's, he's like, touching her, and that's fair enough. And then cold. he, you know, and and then he, you know, he makes his way into her green valley, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know something loud as he's fingering her, and he, and, and uh, looking the beam, the, the warm of it, the warm <laughs> of your vagina. <laughs> right, right. He says this. And then we're like, okay, okay. okay. and then, and you know, then, and then like the warm of your mouth, okay, the warm of your hand, <laughs> the warmth of your cunt, and you know, and so it just keeps going. And uh, no, he actually he said that in the movie. He yeah. says, and, you know, he um, says that. Oh, we were we were stopping on that one, okay. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, and the next thing you know, I mean, he's banging her, and then I time mean, shifts again. I mean, and boy, is he thumping her. I mean, I mean, good for him. I mean, but well, it cuts to him thumping her hard, and she's in not, and she's not enjoying it. No, no you no, could tell she's not enjoying this whatsoever. That's Johnny Depp. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, who could who who could love me? But you know, I I, I just uh, okay. oh my god, and yeah. she 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 feels like something is wrong, and that's the thing. So she's a stupid protagonist because she's been thinking something's wrong almost immediately. Well, right, because before they moved to New York, um, Brex or Spreck, whatever the whatever fuck his, his name, name is, is yeah. yeah, his wife commits suicide yeah. at oh, some. Oh, yeah, the good scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. There's like there's like four really good scenes in this movie. That was one, and one of one. them is you know, of course, the the other pilot's wife killing herself. Yeah, well done too. <laughs> it I mean, was great. Bravo. It was great. Bravo. Well set up. Interesting. Screamy. And we have the Bruce Willis slow mo uh, cup drop when she hears the scream. Yeah, there's a lot of right. slow motion in this yeah. too, and it's just always something dropping, something needlessly, you know, uh, for dramatic effect, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. for for me, it, everything felt kind of like when when those things happened. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I don't, you know, I'm not a, I don't know much about cinematography or whatever it's called. But yeah, you don't know much about slow motion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, cinematography in general, whatever you want to call it, it just feel it for me, it felt disjointed. It didn't feel like right. Well, I think it, I think it was the idea or the intention to show that she's acknowledging something's wrong. By right. slow, you know, by slow like motion. Her character is, is, is acknowledging something's weird. You know, because it's not her in slow motion. It's showing, like, a glass dropping or something right, like that. Right. But and then her daughter? I don't know who the girl like, was. That's like a moment. Oh, yeah. It's a moment that she's acknowledging something's wrong. Right. And that's a motif that happens a couple times and then doesn't happen anymore. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, like everything else in this movie, it just kind of plays on its own. Yeah. Uh, you know. So she runs to the bathroom and Speck or Breck or whatever the hell his name is, his wife is in the bathtub holding a the radio, radio. Which she had said they were talking to him, they were talking to him. Right, So right. she had intimated that something funky was going on, like FM 720. Yeah, right. um, And then she killed herself in, in, in the water. So yeah. that was, you know, good for them. 
Um, and then, you know, now the radio comes back into play because almost immediately after they're in their very luscious, spacious, lavish New York penthouse or apartment or loft or whatever, almost immediately, um, he's just kind of sitting there listening to the radio. He's taking like couch cushions out, yeah. but he's like sitting in a yeah. bay window and yeah. he's just listening to the radio. And every time she turns it on, it's just, you know, it's some song. But he's yeah. listening to it in a different way. And so there's clearly, you know, again, there's these, these things that are just kind of there, but we don't really know what's going on. There's no connection. And she's an idiot. So, <laughs> I know, mean... Maybe it's just me, but did you notice that, I mean, I could be way off the base on this one, but both radios, mm-hmm. the movie, for all intents and purposes, it seems like it's set... During the time that the movie was filmed, like 1999 or whatever right, it was, right? right? Did you notice that both the radios were from like 1947 and like 1952? Mm. Yeah, they were very old radios. Well, right? I, 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 I don't know. See, the one, the, you know, the one thing that didn't bother me about this movie was the style and the, the cinematics. Yeah? I thought it was actually very well shot. I, mm. I liked the colors. I liked the angles uh, I liked certain things like that about it wardrobe was terrible the the clothing was horrible I mean it was uh, my first note on this is her awful quilt print skirt yeah and she's always wearing some kind of goofy tennis shoe or you know business pants yeah. whatever you want to call those yeah, yeah. just really awful wardrobe the you know, we see like a jumper in here. We right, see, right, right. you know, she's wearing that skirt with like a well, smock sweater over it. Like really terrible. I mean, she is a teacher. Let's let's not forget second that. Second grade teacher. Second right. grade teacher. So, you know, maybe, I don't know. She That's her, her attire. She's always just had those school marmy looking disgusting outfits in her I guess sure I don't marmy marmy nice marmite I I suppose so I guess that's acceptable yeah and I don't know I don't know really the the purpose of the the school teacher thing like she could have been anything and I don't think it would have helped the story no I think that plays in toward the end though well it does when she's reading the book to the kids about Rumpelstiltskin and then oh no I meant the very end the very end (laughs) yeah I mean I don't want to jump forward but okay yeah let's not yeah but um, so anyway they're in New York now she um, she got brutally um, sexed up by her husband and then uh, she finds out that she's pregnant and she tells uh, Johnny Depp in some scene and He's like all happy and excited, and um, then they go to the German oh, was the, doctor. No, that was the dinner at uh, his oh, new right. partner boss's right, house, right, and they're yeah. talking about the fully extended at wings. Tom yeah. Noonan's house. They were talking about <laughs> yeah everything. And then she admits that she's pregnant, and he's all happy. And then we cut to the uh, doctor scene with yeah. the mo- I. I want to know if she's really German or not. With it's hair, a German with hair doctor. Yeah, with hair, hair doctor. Um, well, let's see. I'm looking here, and Doctor Petraba. Does that sound right? Sure. Sure. Samantha Egger. Okay. Or Egar. I mean, is it German? Yeah, I think that's her. Yeah. It's the twins. She was born in London. Hampstead, London, England. So okay. Playing the Germans. Right. Close enough. So why did she have to put on the German accent? In uh, New York City. 
I don't understand. Well, that was a Rand Ravitch original. Yeah, Rand Ravitch, you fucker. Um, well, Mary Cherry's very cosmopolitan, so there's there's German doctors there. I sure. guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, Operation <laughs> Paperclip lives on, but... Um. So, anyway, she's doing the old... Um, Sonogram. Sonogram, yeah. And oh, there's a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, there's two heartbeats. Two heartbeats. Oh. We'll see what the movie plays a little bit, because, right. you know, they, they, they make it like, what's this? What's this? What, what this is this? This is unusual. Right, and, I was just, and I was waiting for it to be like, well, that's the penis. <laughs> you know, I mean. Right, it's a boy. Because <laughs> well, that's the end of the problem, because he's aliens. So we find out that they're having twins. Yep. And oh, they're so 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 excited that oh, yeah. they make out again in front of the doctor. <laughs> and uh, then, well, then, then she has the conversation with the doctor. Yes. Yes, she does. Yeah. She what does. was the significance of that again? I, that, I don't know. Well, because they were bringing up her, her. She was mentioning her traumatic past. Oh, right. That she had and right. her suicidal tendencies, and yeah. how she's worried about having the kids, and then what do they call that post. Postpartum depression. Yeah, like that. And she hasn't even had them yet, but she's worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the doctor goes, oh, don't worry. There's there's a support group. Oh, yeah, right. There's yeah. the twin That's support the group. Support group right, and then all these all these women in, the just, in just terrible <laughs> outfits just pontificating about their awful you know, husbands. Well, that was your jumper scene. Also, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were nasty. They were just frumpy. Yeah, frumpy, know. nasty. Just frumpy, miserable. Just wanted to... Talk shite about their husbands. Some miserable baby makers. Uh, New York City frumps. Exactly. And obviously Charlize Theron's like, oh, well, my husband's great, so I, I have nothing to say. <laughs> well, that was she was the most attractive one of the entire well, group. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, But yeah, I mean, wherever they met, it did seem very prison-like. Yeah. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't now, know. Was, was the scene where they were doing, when she was in school teaching the kids, was that after that? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Is that when she read the Rumpelstiltskin story? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was creepy. It was. It was a little creepy. It was because the kids were like, um, like, uh, screaming along to the story, and then like all pounding their feet in unison, and we got some really nice close-ups of the feet just like going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was. I think it's the idea of like the vibration or the rhythm that was triggering, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. alien things. Oh, right. you know, um, alien pathogens or whatever. Right, because again, it slows down. <laughs> Slow motion, and we see those argyle socks and those, you know, penny loafers, penny loafers, oh, and just tapping away. Well, that's a that's a creepy story, anyways, in general. Well, yeah, yeah. anything from the grim is pretty. Creepy. And you could tell when she was reading it that she was disconnected. And this is is this like the first time she starts having feelings that her husband's not. I think it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because that's when she started getting the whole like far away look. Yeah, you know there was like every scene after that she was just like, like stupefied. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like she knew something was going on, but she couldn't really nail down what it was. But at the same time, though, she was. In, it seemed like she was. In, she knew something was happening. Yeah. But she's in denial about it the entire time. Right. Well, and until until of course, we're in a toy store. And oh, everything yeah. changes in toy stores. Oh, God, yeah. And um, one of the other NASA uh, the employees, scene. Sherman Reese, um, he has lost his job. He's disheveled. He has like a three-day growth beard to indicate that he's lost his job. 
and uh, he follows her into a toy store, which is really creepy. Yeah, and, I mean, like there's yeah. these kids around, and it's these, a big ass toy and store. And there's these too. kids just like wandering around by themselves. <laughs> There's like no no supervision. Well, that's the New York City toy. Yeah. They just drop them off it's and they go to their weird. job. Weird. Yeah, it was. You know? It was very. And then weird. there's the merry-go-round scene. Yeah, and then he, you know, oh. and then he finally convinces her to at least listen to what he's saying. And Nassau let him go, and he knows that there's something else going on. No, you know, and there's just static, but it's not static. And right, he tries to have her listen to the radio recording too. Right, he, right, he presses. He gives her like the 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 handheld tape recorder. Right now, earlier on in the movie, we kind of had seen his character. And he, to me, he kind of seemed evil because of the way that they were shooting him. Well, he just keeps like, watching. Yeah, he just keeps watching. Her. Always watched, and he like it's like he knew back then that something was up. So um, now that he's confronting her in the toy store and whatnot, right. it just it's it brings up this whole like, hey, there's something wrong. And <laughs> right, um, so you know, listen to this tape. Listen to this tape. So she does. And she hears, you know, I think Strack, I think the other astronaut goes, you know, what the hell is that? Uh, oh, you know, and then there's all the screaming. And we don't ever really hear anything from Johnny Depp, at least that I can make out. No. And then you hear this, you know, you hear this evil kind of, you know, static. static. And her response to that is to smash the tape recorder with a hammer. Yeah. Takes Denial. it home and she cranks on it with a hammer. Um, great, you know, here you are, just, you know, now fully, now fully just completely in denial. In denial, right. Well, I can, I can imagine, I mean, I'd probably be, I can, I can imagine being that way too, though. If your husband came back sure. weird. You, you know, know, I mean, yeah. you, you don't want to admit it, but you're kind of being forced to in a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I guess. I guess, I mean. But, uh, not that I'm giving the movie any merit, I'm just, you know. No. No, because this movie doesn't need it. No. Uh, and then, does does Clea come back then? Clea, uh, Clea or his, her sister, Nan. Nan. Does Nan, Nan come into New York then? Yeah, Palindrome's sister comes ah, back. Nan, yes, thank yes. you. Nan, Palindrome's Palindrome. Palindrome. Um, and then she... Well, she was there kind of around the whole time. Though. I mean, she was, they talked, she was, you know, talking with her before he went up. Yes. And then after he went up and they were talking, she was at the bar with her, that party right. with them. Right, with those right. awful striped shirts. Right. And, yeah. Um, ever-changing hairstyle. Ever-changing hairstyle and berets. Right, right. And, uh, well, but we're, we're, you know... We're jumping. A little bit. Because okay. then, because we got to still focus on Reese. We still have to focus oh, on Reese, the former yeah. employee because, you know, she can't, you know, she's destroyed this tape evidence, but then she, you know, it's still clearly bothering her. So he calls, so she calls him. Because he yells to her as he's being led away, this is where I am, this is the room I'm in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so she she meets him, but as she meets him, Spencer shows up. And this was actually an interesting scene. Oh, that was a cool scene. You know, she's yeah. coming out of the underground, she's coming off the, uh, oh, yeah, coming yeah. Off the subway, and he's at the top of the stairs, and she's there. And as she's about to walk to him, or walk up the stairs to him... Uh, you know, Spencer just shows up. Hey, Sherman, yeah. how you doing? And then, you know, he puts the bag down because he wants to leave his, you know, attache case right. so that she can take it. Right. Um, and, you know, what? what's amazing to me is that that attache case is almost left untouched for a minute and no, but, and it's still there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, and... <laughs> it's New York City. You know, right. You know, who doesn't want, An you know, case. Cobra Commander... 
Yeah. <laughs> Cobra, Cobra Commander labels attache case. If you watch it, you'll see. You you'll know, understand. Uh, but don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't watch that. But, you know, so that's an interesting scene. And, you know, she's kind of there and she's kind of hiding up against the wall. And, you know, is her husband going to see her? Is he not? And then he kind of leads, you know, he leads uh, Sherman away. Mm-hmm. And then she's at work, and she opens up her personal Japanese-themed food dispenser <laughs> mailbox machine. And she finds a key. And she finds a key. And um, a note. We assume that those normally lead to sex parties, but... <laughs> Not in this case. Not so in this one. case, it leads to storage, yep. and uh, she gets into this storage unit, and it's like this really immaculate, like, clean, like... Not even an office. It's like a man cave for like space stuff. Okay, whose was that? It was Reese's. I, I think. guess. I mean, was it? It must have been. I don't know. Again, it's not really. Well, he gives her the key, right? You know, but that room makes no sense, right? Though. Well, no, that's what I mean. It, it, it's all so put together, and there's posters on the wall and. Time magazine, and you know, yeah. and it, it, and astronaut of the year, you know, and, but there's nothing in incri- posters of McLaren, right? But there's there. nothing incriminating in there. No, it makes no sense. And at then all. the lights go out, and then I, I see, like, that's what I mean. I, I thought that was a really cool shot. I thought the, the 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 scene was really cool after the lights go out. Yeah, but do the lights go out after she grabs the tape? Well, she picks it. Yeah, she sees okay. the she well, sees the VHS tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then the lights go out, and then she leaves, and she's kind of, like, going through this maze of, you know, of the uh, the storage units. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool scene, like, the way they shot it, and the angles, and the yeah. lighting. Yeah, it was suspenseful, you know, I, and you then, know, whatever. And, and, you know, because you're made, you're made to think that something bad is happening, and it's actually very innocuous. Sure. So, you know, I, I can get behind that, like, that's all right. That's okay. But then, of course, you know, we come to the real problem is that the tape is clearly recorded on extended play. <laughs> and so, I mean, the tracking, tracking is just so off, off on this thing. I mean, you can tell that Reese, it, it's a tape of Reese. I mean, you can tell that he's just been recording shows on this tape for like <laughs> 10 years. I mean, it's just yeah. so worn out. But, he, you know, he's, he's ranting and raving and talking about certain things. And like, if you see this, I'm probably dead. This, that, and the other. Um, she had found out from him in her previous phone call that uh, Streck's wife, who, you know, suicide by radio, uh, had also <laughs> been pregnant with twins. Yeah. So we're seeing a pattern here. Now you we know, we're it. seeing, you know, we're seeing something weird and that What's we're the talking. the thing. Yeah. Right, and we're yeah. talking about radio waves. You know, he's talking, he shows her. Like a super early like version of Audacity or something yeah, like that. Exactly. And you know, you see the two astronauts and he goes, These were the only two, you know, voices that should have been there, but then there's this third one that just kinda comes through a static and then we hear that you know, we hear that really creepy creepy staticky noise again. And he thinks that these aliens or these creatures or these yeah. beings. And they were telling them that it was like suit static or something. Right, but yeah. that, that they're actually transporting themselves basically at the speed of light through like sound waves or whatever oh, of it course. is. Yeah. And so... Which would be interesting too, though. Yeah, that, well... I have to say, that part of the of the plot, if you, if you want to call it as such, <laughs> that part of the plot, though, that that's interesting to me that, you know, if if you were, if you were an alien, you know, and you wanted to get from where you are to here, and the only fastest way you could do it would be through light. You know what I mean? And yeah. That makes sense. Well, and, and that's and that's what's really aggravating about this movie. You know, it's well shot. The cinematics are fine. 
And there's an interesting kernel of something there. Yeah. It's yeah. just all the diarrhea in between. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't get better. So, you know, so now things are coming along and Jillian, Charlize Theron, is beginning to... What's the best way to describe it? I mean, she's starting to have telekinetic powers or something like that. I mean, she's starting to... Well, there's a lot of dreaming, too. Yeah, well, she's yeah. right, yeah. right. But, but, dream but that's what I mean. Like, it's like starting remote to be, viewing. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she's, yeah. she's yeah. starting yeah. to... She's Something's happening. She's turning into Getting Deanna f- Troy. Yeah, exactly. And, um, <laughs> she's getting you know, flashes. But she's of... starting to see stuff and feel stuff. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that's a good um, point. That's you good know, point. In, in this just starts breaking her down. And then we get to... Like this movie does. And actually. then we get to um, the abortion scene. Oh, yeah. And... You know, uh, movies and abortion. Well, yeah, but it was made. It wasn't canned early. Um, you well, know, who, 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 it was. It was his. It's McLaren's wife. Yeah, the business yeah. partner. And they're, you know, they're at some posh lunch, and she gives her this pillbox XJ nine sixty eight or something like that. six three seven. You know, and it's like guaranteed to you know kill potatoes or something. And you know, she goes, and, and you know, she's so she's so cavalier about it. You oh know? yeah, she oh, goes. Yeah. Listen, you know, once you start getting the spotting, it's all good after that. You'll have violent cramps. Yeah, and uh, violent and cramps. then you're, uh, you know, mm. and then maybe you'll get a bracelet. Right, then and it's just like the ugliest, veiniest hand ever <laughs> with this like Persian looking bracelet. Oh, and the yeah. look on her face. And you can oh, yeah, tell, she's proud. She's you proud. can tell that she's got a jewelry box full. Full of these. Full of half bobbies. Right. I mean, exactly. like, you know, and it's, I mean, and it's just so... Yeah. You're, yeah, but you know your line was the best when you said, "Oh, well, these earrings were little Jason." Yeah, and, they, and this is Bobby. <laughs> and and the Bob. nipple, you know, the nipple rings were my twin. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, uh, and I mean, it was just. I mean that that's in poor taste. I mean, even for us, that's yeah, that's, that's in really poor taste. That is pretty bad. Um, I mean, that's you know, I just I don't know, and I mean, it felt heavy-handed. Well, yeah, it did, I guess, but you know, maybe she. They had to show that she was desperate, right, to try to get rid of these. Um, well, th- see, that's what—that's still what confuses me. Okay, yeah, now she knows her husband's a pod person, alien, whatever we want to call it, but she wants to get rid of the kids. Was she convinced at that point, though? She should get rid of the husband. What I mean, like right? But was she convinced at that point that he was an alien? I well, think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so. yeah. I think at so. this point, she, she knows. She knows something's she knows. wrong. Okay. I mean, she's talking about. Aborting her children. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. You know, fair enough. Uh, yeah, something, something's weird. I mean, she knows it, something's weird. Right, right. And her husband's attitude towards her now is more of... Uh, yeah, he's also started to change. He's yeah. become less... He's become less like free, he has less, in real life. Less, less lovey. Yeah. Yeah, and he's become... He's become the Johnny Depp we know and love today, where he's, he hits his girlfriends. And, <laughs> well, he uh, did. He doesn't do that service quite yet. He's turning uh, into a it's, dick. It's, but it's he, yeah, he, well, well, you can see with Johnny Depp when he gets really serious, you can see his cheekbones more. And they pop out a little more, and, and his and those puffy cheeks kind of square. You know, they kind of right, suck in. Right, right. And he has this look on his face, and having twenty-one Jump Street flashbacks. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and to be fair, you know, you know what I remember the most about that show is in the opening. <laughs> <laughs> like isn't isn't it right at the end when they're like twenty one jump and like doesn't like somebody go through a table? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like I somebody gets so, thrown yeah. right yeah, through terrible. a table. Oh, good. That's what I remember about that show. I and, don't remember um, that show. Yeah. Well, that's 
Great. And, um, <laughs> Thank you, Fox. And uh, you, you, you know, but I will give him this much. You know, I, I don't think any of the three of us are real Johnny Depp fans in any capacity. No. You know, no, I, he's no. you know he's done a couple. We'll get to that a little later. I mean, he's done a couple movies that that I think are are decent, but. I do give him credit in relation to his acting in this for one thing, in that his character transitions in very specific phases. Yeah, I, uh, and, you're right and, on and that. And he, he really, if there's one thing to be said positive about him in this movie, he, he really found points in the story to turn, to get to turn the key, to turn the screw a little bit, to get more and more... Sinister, cold, cunning, and then ultimately, you know, all out. You know, when you, when you put it that way, I, I see it actually. Yeah, and, and you he, can see it. He really did, and and, and I, I that was actually it was good. That was actually really good. Um, and, and Charlie Theron just gets stupider and stupider. Yeah, she. Yeah, not a not a good not a you know not a good hairdo. Yeah, and can we also talk about like something else that's not consistent throughout the whole movie? In almost every scene for her. In the first half of the movie, there's a nipple. Yeah, there's a yeah, nipple yeah, sticking yeah. through every shirt or yeah. every piece of fabric or yeah. every smock that she's wearing. Yeah. She uh, <laughs> and then the nipples go away. Well, it's because the warmth of her cunt. Right. Oh, for Johnny Depp. Oh, obviously. Oh, okay. she's she's obviously has the warmth if, rising up. If okay. Charlie Theron wasn't in this movie, I couldn't have watched it. <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I had trouble watching it anyway. As it was, um, I don't so, care who you put in there. Well, there was two. The there was two scenes of her with no clothes on, but nothing after that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there was, were a lot of knees in those scenes. Yeah, a lot of knees. Yeah. Oh, there was a, there was one panty shot though in the bathroom. Right. Yeah, but that, yeah. yeah, but that's that, that doesn't, doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, so yeah, so she's having these dreams, and Spencer is getting more cold and calculating. Yeah. Um, also, a huge continuity goof is when she's watching that tape, and then he's like, "Oh, hey, oh yeah, hey, well, you want maybe we should watch the pregnancy we video together?" No, no, that's fine. But he, and then he's like stroking it, and they fall asleep to the old movie, and then when they wake up, it's not there, right? It's gone. Yeah, but that makes me think that maybe yeah. he hit it or something. I think you're, I think it's implied that maybe he, know. but she fell asleep on him. Well, that's what I mean. And he. Well, he claimed he felt. I mean, maybe he ate it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe he sucked it through his. I mean, you can see. I mean, like you can see. You can see through his eyelids that things are happening. So maybe telekinesis. Well, and I almost felt. (laughs) I almost felt like at one point in that sequence, where it kind of like goes into his brain or what's happening, and well, he has the flashback. Well, you're right, and I and I could have sworn that I heard him kind of scream. No, at one point, like like as it's starting, as it's like kind of going through that funnel or that hole, yep. I could have sworn that I heard him as a human scream, like mm-hmm. like and like kind of that's the final moment where he has no control left, or like he's completely gone. Well, when they woke possible. up, when they woke up, though, she said that he was saying something when yeah. he was when he was because he hasn't really dreaming, no. Right, you know what I mean. But well, you can see his eyes going. Through. Right, right, and that's what that's what the other astronaut was doing. Oh yeah, much earlier in the movie. So it's kind of like that's the part where you know Spencer one hundred percent ceased to exist. Yeah, right, right. So you know, I, I mean, that that just kind of seems like how it was. Like he was still fighting and fighting and fighting, and then at that mm-hmm. moment where it's this is exactly what oh, happens. Okay, 
I mean, maybe not, but that makes sense to me. That no, that makes sense. You know? I can and, see and, that. And so again, so like that's an interesting thing. Yeah. In this just awful, terrible movie. The Upchuck Theater Podcast. I mean, at the end of the day, where you you get to that point where she's taking the fucking pills, right? And she tries to. Well, she tries to, and she, she wants to, but she can't. And Spencer has gone full alien. Do you, do you think those, uh, those, the, the, you know, the Xeno babies? Well, in her, in her womb, well, were affecting her. Well, according to Wikipedia, Jillian dreams that Spencer had been possessed by an extraterrestrial and acquires medication. That's right. That will cause her twins to be aborted. Yes. Right. Um, the twins, however, will not let her take the pills and summon Spencer. Get out of here. But see now, now see again that that starts playing into the idea of huh. she's kind of transforming as well in the sense that she's uh, getting these kind of psychic powers. Or uh, she, powers. She, you were seeing a little bit of that in her too. Yeah, yeah. and again, uh, okay. and again with the rumbling and that noise. Yeah, yep. and oh, it's, so it's like radio waves on the radio. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And radio waves and. So what's to say that the kids aren't projecting radio waves to him? Mm, you know okay. what I mean? It's because because then this is now in the bathroom. That's like the third time that he's just appeared. Boom! There he yeah, is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Right, right. and oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? And point. so, and everything is always you know the first time she turns on the radio to hear you know dancing with the oldies on AM seven twenty, <laughs> and she closes and she opens popper, the door right? and I called no, the ready yeah. whip. Yeah, yeah. Did I call the ready, the ready whip? whip yes. I called the ready whip, and she's guzzling the ready whip like. Anyways, and then she closed. Like Spencer. I mean. <laughs> and her warm mouth. Uh, and then gosh. she closes the door and he's there. There he, there he is. But what, you know, but again, like like what what's interesting to me about that is she's doing all this dancing and nothing's really ever been implied that she was a dancer or anything. Like no. That. But there's a lot of shots of her obviously on her feet yep. and moving around and just, yeah, just, yeah. just being, you know, being kind of happy-go-lucky in the middle of the day when she should be teaching, right? But um, <laughs> but, Saturday. but there's a lot of shots of her belly. There's a lot of shots of her belly. Oh, prosthetics were There's beautiful. a lot of shots of her stomach. <laughs> and but my point is, the movement, or perhaps the, the lack of clothing, perhaps the potatoes felt threatened, or whatever it was. No, 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 no. It's something about the uh, the insulation of the children. Oh, and okay. so like her moving around and doing all that stuff. So you're thinking stirring something, right? Because he shows up. So you think the the Zeno babies were getting shaken around a little bit, so they called out the daddy. Very possibly. Oh, okay. Or okay. even if it's not just if it's not so direct like that, just her movement and her energy, right, is projecting something because then he shows up. Okay. And yeah. then with the pregnancy thing, yeah, and and oh, the, felt the, the present yeah. pregnancy tape, and then he just shows up, and then you know. Um, in, you know, with the the diuretics, and he just shows up, and so you know. So again, like, you know, there, there's things like that, but it's so hidden. You can't. I mean, it's not. It's undertoned. You know. So well, I mean, it becomes pretty fucking blatant when he comes in and catches her in you know mid mid right. abortion, mid right. swallow of the pill. Yeah. Right. I, she doesn't even get to swallow up. But she, no, she drops no. it. Right. She, yeah, she he drops it and he just cranks her. And then she oh, says, yeah. you know, he says nothing's going to happen. And then he pushes her down, the, kicks her down the stairs. Yeah. He slaps her first. 
Betty slaps her, and right. then he, like, kicks her down the stairs, uh-huh. and she goes, like, head over, head over, head <laughs> over, and I mean, like, she's, you know... It's a good set of stairs, too. Yeah, I mean, then she just, yeah, and then she just wakes up in the hospital, and she's fine. Right. You know, nothing's gonna happen to the twins. And who's there? Spencer. Right, Spencer. Well, yeah. not, to, not to put a hole in your theory, though, but, uh, I mean, him knocking her down the stairs wouldn't have put Xenobabies at risk? Well, see, that's, well, that's, that's what a, I'm saying. That uh, was that like, whole interstitial cutscene where they're pulling shit out and they're like oh well she's she's fine oh the yeah. dream sequence yeah. again there's so many dream sequences yeah. in this movie yeah. and that's what I mean though like she goes head over head over head over end over end over and she's nothing happens to her of course not I don't know okay I mean what, movie Rand ma- Ravage that's wouldn't the, let anything yeah. happen that's the real that's the real problem <laughs> with this movie the stairs so then <laughs> movie, you know movie magic then she has the dream about palindrome sister yeah and she oh, just, yeah. you know, she just walks in on Spencer with the briefcase, with Reese's attache case or whatever. Right, and he sucks her ear to death. And he sa- and she says, you know, what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that? How would she know what that was, though? She don't know. I- How would she know? I guess maybe she sees the name because there's, like, close-ups of it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they do show the close-ups. But, They'll say you Reese know, she it. walks in, she's like, what are you doing? What's going on? Well, she says you killed my sister. You know, and then no, 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 not um. Nan doesn't say that, does she? No, no, Charlize. Says no, yeah, yeah, but that's oh, that's, that's, oh, that's you're later. No, no, no. You're oh, jumping, you're referring you're, to Nan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because okay. that's where we are now. So okay. she's in the Jillian's in the hospital, and she has that dream sequence with the briefcase, yep. and like, what are you doing, and this and that, and then he picks up he assaults Nan yeah, picks her up and, and sucks on her ear and, and like su- yeah he like sucks on her ear, ear and she <laughs> like she digs into his his yeah. hand yeah. yeah and that's again what we call in the business foreshadowing <laughs> and um you know and so he what does he do does he crush her to death does he suck out her know. brains ah that's how, well, let's go with suck out the brain because I, I don't know I what don't else know. the hell is going on it literally was eating her ear yeah, well that's what yeah, I mean yeah, and he then, was just munching so then she just dies mm-hmm. and where does she go where does the body go well, she just sits on the floor no okay yeah. so doesn't you even know, clean her up she just leaves her there and then Jillian leaves the hospital and that was a great shot of her walking down the yeah. corridor yeah, on was. the angle and then she gets in the ele- elevator and he's coming up the other elevator like that was a really great sequence again that really well shot good. oh yeah that was cool um, that was a really really well shot scene you know and she starts running away and gets into a taxi yeah and then she <laughs> runs the park. She, she's doing this whole thing this she, paranoia sequence yeah, she runs into this this cab and he won't go through a red light yeah, right. so then, the subway so then she runs away from the cab driver and he swears at her in like Swahili and then she gets on <laughs> yeah. she gets on the subway <laughs> and of course there's like the one single older lady mm-hmm. staring at her and then it's this whole sequence of all these you know all, the, all this imagery that's right the Willy Wonka subway factory right yes she, yeah you know it's like the Willy Wonka boat ride through the subway through the subway <laughs> system of New York City and all of this, and it's like implied that she's been traveling basically all night. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Three days, either way. And, at yeah, least. and then, you know, she's just doing it to go home. Oh, yeah. She's not only doing it just to go home, but he's just right there. Right. I mean, that's really dumb. There's Disjointed a lot of subway again. lines in New York City. 
Well, she's yeah, well, <laughs> stupid. I mean, she's <laughs> dummy. Dummy. <laughs> she's very. I mean, it's very clear that she's trying to get away from him. Yeah, by going back home. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I get that, but she's blocking him out with the old. Uh, what's that? The, was it the armoire in Something, front of the door yeah. trick? Yeah. yeah so she goes. Right. She gets I mean, he in. Has keys. And then, like through the through the uh, CVV CCV's footage. And you know, and let's let's just address security cameras uh-huh. in most movies. You either get something where the guard sees it and then he's instantly dead, <laughs> yeah. Or we see security footage, but only for our amusement. And right, the security right, right. guards are found. like masturbating or right, like eating right. hoagies or doing yeah. both at the same time. Exactly. And and like I don't I don't masturbating on the hoagies. But but security cameras security <laughs> cameras do nothing positive for the protagonists of stories. No, not at all. No. Never. No, no. Never. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that where that is true. Never. No, right. Yeah. I mean, whether it's something creepy like in Sliver, yeah, which could be a candidate for the show, okay, or <laughs> with Billy Baldwin, or um, right, is it Billy? Oh. Yeah, it's Billy, Billy Baldwin, or you know, like this movie, or you know, I mean, even like Scarface. You know, on Scarface, the CCTV footage in Tony's big, you know, mansion room at the end when the Colombians or whoever are. are attacking his compound uh-huh. you're just seeing all of his people killed it's got nothing to do with anything pertinent for him maybe yeah. he's coked out of his mind but yeah, that's true. again it's not helping the protagonist right. it's just showing it for us well i think part of the the cctv thing too is it's like a sense of security right that that you're you're tricked into thinking that because you have these cctvs that you're you're safe and you know what's out there and you can See what's coming. No, I no. See, I, I always thought it. <laughs> no, I was I was seen it like no. where when you no say, no I, you, I, I, no I mean that's what it is right I mean like even I don't know. in the whole the the purge right in the purge when they're all watching through the CCTV like who's out there they they they're getting they're getting what's happening outside. And they know they know what's coming. They know what's coming in. So they can be if, safe in their own so home. So they then. they can prepare for. So it. that we have a ninety minute movie where they let people in the house, because that's what the first. Uh, well, one was. of course. I've always I mean, I've always looked at CCTV cameras. I think they're cameras. useless. At I, the end of the day. That's what I'm saying, though. That's well, what I've been saying. At the end of the day, they're useless. But I think as a plot device, they're there to show that. Oh well, he's coming up now, and they we we don't have to do like quick. I don't know. We don't have to do a quick cut down to see that he's actually coming up the stairs. Can you, can you give this point up, please? <laughs> I was can we like give this movie up? I mean, can we just fucking advance to the end? Because this is fucking... It's stupid. Uh, it's really... I, I mean, it's, it just this, annoys me that I've wasted an hour and a half of my time watching it, to be this, quite honest. I mean, I, so far we've watched some real winners, but I have to admit... This one takes the cake. I think so far this is the worst on the list so far. Do we, have, do we have Deacon's theme from Broken Arrow queued no, up? So I can don't play no. Not even Deacon's theme can save this piece of shit um, but uh, yeah, so moving so, past the CCTV so anyways cameras. so moving past Dustin's security blanket <laughs> no. um, so she she gets into the house and she locks the door and then she puts you know what, what, what a, a dresser yeah, in front chest of it of some uh, type. a chest yeah. of drawers and then she walks into where Spencer she saw Spencer kill Palindrome's sister 
and then she sees it, but then it's gone, yeah. right? Like it's, yeah, it's not gone. actually there. Right. So you know, but she sees it, and mm-hmm. like she she clearly visualizes. Well, it. Well, she sees it too, is exactly the way she saw it in right. her dream. Right. It, right. It, it, it's 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 the it's being in that space. So maybe and, it was maybe she saw it, it happening. Maybe it's well, she did. Her. Well, that's what it's implied, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And so so then she just starts flooding the apartment with water. Well, just the kitchen so far. Well, we, we, that's all we see. Yes. Right. That's all we see. And and then he walks in, and of course his cheekbones are even more... Square. Square. And his cheeks are even more, you know, sucked in. He's in ready-to-go mode. And then he's like, you know, baby, baby, what ready are you doing, baby? I love you. I'm the only one that loves you, you know, this and that. And then we oh, see... Oh, he brings up her past, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and how, how yeah, love. I mean, well, I mean, look at the way she dresses. Who who could love her? <laughs> I mean, it's not, I mean... I, uh, you know, I could love Charlotte. The, 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 the only, the only, right. the only really attractive woman who's ever gotten a, a haircut at Fantastic Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, oh, there dude. it is. <laughs> I mean, there you go. You know, so then, then what are we doing? We're holding the old time radio yeah. underwater. Yeah. With the floby. You know, mm-hmm. but then she's got the extension cord in her yeah, she's got the extension cord but she's, so the she's radio's in the water right but she's drowning the radio right so like, that's you, pointless you know and then you know he comes and he's just like he finally admits it or the, the being admits well, it well she forces him yeah, to yeah like you killed my husband yeah I did you know and this that and the other I'd say it and you know say the line what which line the line he says and I and, and I fucked oh, yeah. wife. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> fucked wife. And isn't it really interesting how he takes yeah. such pride in that? Like, oh yeah, this, this alien him. being who transfers through radio waves. Sure. This this advanced alien yeah, yeah. being takes, that came from I mean, some other part of the universe I mean, and just, was able to transfer himself through light through space uh, just, takes pride sure. in screwing an alien just, woman, just railing a human woman, and. Yeah. Then, Kirk loved it. <laughs> well, I mean, who can argue? And then I mean, you know, so then he starts moving. He starts moving so her. But she. Uh, oh, he's know, got the telekinesis. She electrocutes right, herself, yeah. or she she electrocutes him. She raises her feet out of the water. Well, all the, all the water because she had the scene right, goes back. And then we see upstairs in the tub and everything right. else. And of course, at that exact moment. The whole apartment floods like the Titanic. No. And then she electrocutes Spencer, who is no longer Spencer. Yeah. And then, you know, the alien creature with the uh, the tentacles that we were all hoping for for yeah. an hour. Wa- the water tentacle creature. And, you know, yeah. possesses her. It yeah, possesses right. her. That's yeah. actually a good of course scene, it does. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I love looking right. at gelatin. But, yeah. you yeah, know, that's what it was. And, blob and of gelatin. So, Jellyfish here, so here's jellyfish. my next. So here's my next question. Though. Okay. She knows what's going on with these babies. She knows that she's harboring evil potatoes. Mm-hmm. Why does she save herself? I guess that was the plan all along. But, I mean, really, I you know we've come to the conclusion that this needs to end, and she needs to do that. So. Isn't That's a truer a ending? Isn't a truer ending if she does it so they kill both of them, and also you know him and the rubber shoes being grounded? But that's fine. Um, <laughs> she lifts her feet up off the wall. Right, but that's what uh, I mean. I mean like, it doesn't arc, but you know. But then she's gonna. But, the, but then she's still gonna birth. 
she's still going to birth Caligula and Nero. I mean... Well, that could lead back to... You know? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. The Xeno babies are named what? I'm, Caligula, Caligula and Nero. There you go. Might as well. Well, see, no, what that does is that brings back to your point, though, earlier. Is the fact that the, the Xeno babies may be affecting her. You got to remember, yeah. you know... The, uh, the how the babies feel sometimes even with a even with normal babies sure. in, a, in a human woman they they how they feel sometimes uh, affects oh, yeah. a woman. Oh no, yeah, no, and I get that. And like so, motherly, motherly, right. you know. So it could be and it could be where the Xeno babies were, you know, maybe influencing her. I mean, the choice is either they survive or their father, I guess, in a way, yeah, is killed. So yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I could be stretching and I could no, be looking for no. a goal here. Why not? That's the only thing I could think of. No, I mean, it, it, it's it's not uncommon, especially given the rules of, of the universe of this movie. But I don't know. I just thought that it was kind of. I thought it was very disingenuous. Oh, I agree. The thing, and I think that that would have made it a far more, far stronger ending. In that she really made this drastic decision, but in the end, she knew it's what had to happen. I don't know. I mean, that's just me. And then, well, then you don't have a sequel. <laughs> no, no, you don't uh, ever. Yeah. So then, no. you know, years late, years have passed. She's got long hair. She's colored it a different color. Mm-hmm. Um, now her name's Sue. Yeah, Susan. Yeah, she sends her twins off on their first day of school. Mm-hmm. Their 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 new stepfather has a giant five head. Right. Um, and an astronaut pad. You know, and she's all like, oh, honey, you know, they're going to be just like their father. Well, stepfather. Yeah. You know, so you can already tell that, you know, when things go bad, he drinks and he just hits them. Good. But, and those kids <laughs> had the most evil oh, yeah. look yeah. on their face. And and she's they, like, but, but she's like, no, no, you're their father. So and then she waves at them and they like, uh, they yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, like, so, the, so like, you know, she's ingratiating him to raise them to be astronauts to clearly like take over the world or right. do whatever. Because she's an alien now. Right. Yeah. And then they're reading, you know, they're reading like Carl Sagan's like Road Science to, of Earth. Yeah, like eh. Road to the Universe or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, and then you here's know. how you take over our planet. I'm exactly. Carl Sagan. <laughs> And, um, you know, and then the movie, you know, thankfully ends. Um, I had to admit that that very final scene, I had trouble with it because for the silliest of reasons, Mm I, at that scene, when she was Sue, right, and the alien babies are getting onto the the short bus, Mm -hmm. I forgot that she was the alien. Mm -hmm. So that scene, I was like, well, why did it, why did she have the kids I like for I don't know somehow I forgot or like that scene didn't really like the one before it didn't have any kind of well but what do you call it well but then it then it then this movie succeeded for you because that's the whole point because (laughs) she's integrated herself into just being you know Susan you know Susie somebody yeah you know and and, yeah (laughs) yeah so um Okay, I fell for it then, I guess. Yeah, okay. well, there you go. And so that means that you will will be stepdaddy to alien potato babies Ugh. at some point in your life. <laughs> okay, so that's done. Thanks be to God. Um, the movie was a box office bomb. <laughs> Who knew? Shock. Um, in its Shock. opening weekend, the movie grossed a little over $4 million. Mm. What was the budget? Uh, the movie, and domestically total, the movie grossed uh, $10.6 million. The film made $8 million, almost $9 million in foreign markets. So the total box office gross was just shy of $20 million. And the budget? $75 million. Oh, no. For this, well, no. you figure Johnny Depp's salary alone. 25 
and um, you Charlie know, I mean, Saren, twenty-five, and the uh, you know, and and the the, the Zeno scene. Baby's four. Now here's a really interesting. Here's a really interesting thing. So Alan Davio, Daval, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, the cinematographer. I mean, this guy. Okay, so here's just some of his credits. And like I said, I mean, for me, what really did it, the, the cinematography in this movie, to me, was actually very good. Mm-hmm. He did the desert sequence in Close Encounters of the Third to- Kind. Well. He was the second unit cinematographer on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. He was the cinematographer for E.T. Oh, oh wow. There you go. Uh, he was the cinematographer for The Color Purple, for mm. Steven Spielberg's Empire of the Sun. Jesus. Wow. Bugsy. For Van Helsing, which is terrible, which yeah, okay. probably has to make an appearance here too. Yeah, uh, but you know, um, Bugsy, Fearless, Congo, <laughs> another <laughs> candidate. Uh, 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 Nevertheless, I mean, he he's done some legit we're not doing work. No, yeah, we're, no. we're 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 gonna do that. Oh, um, and uh, an outbreak too of Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> There was uh, a two? No, Outbreak. Oh. Outbreak of the Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said Outbreak 2. Congo, Outbreak, Monkeys, yes. Gorillas, whatever. Um, monkey Month. We'll do a Monkey Month. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah. And, um, outbreak. Gorillas. And, yeah, yeah, and then we'll do, yeah, we'll do the Tim Roth Planet of the Apes. Too. Yeah. And, um, because yeah. the new ones are actually good. Woo. Um, but, uh, so he's done some legit stuff, and... You know, so I—I I mean, I appreciated that, but this is an awful movie. I was going to bring up uh, the other hero of this, uh, Rand Ravitch. Oh yeah, yeah, Rand, yeah, Rand yeah. Ravitch. So his filmography includes. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, astronaut's uh, wife. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on, uh, writer for Crime Lords. Yeah, I don't know that one. Video uh, <laughs> d- <laughs> director of Oink. Well, and I, I kind of want to just see that just because Oink sounds oink. good. Yeah. Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there he was the genius behind Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. Yeah. Okay. And the maker. And some TV. I mean, he's he's gotten work, which is... Confessions which, of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty well-acclaimed movie, actually. Is it really? Yeah, that yeah, that's actually a, a really... Well, he's the producer only, right. so he didn't oh, write well, and direct okay. it. So. Yeah, well, we know what happens when it's right. <laughs> yeah, um, astronaut's wife. Some yeah. other some other fun facts here. Fun as we, facts. In, in our fu- fun fact. Fun time. fact time with Aaron Cryer. Mm. Fun facts, Aaron. Uh, the uh, yeah, thanks, Rob. <laughs> uh, the review aggregator, uh, of course, Rotten Tomatoes gives the film an overall approval rating of sixteen percent. Good. Is rate, that our lowest so far? Uh, probably, I think it so, is. probably. I think it is. The average rating is four point three out of ten. <laughs> uh, IMDb gives it, I believe, it's a five point three. Well, they're which is crack. really, which is really terrible, <laughs> yeah. really high. And oh, the five people that listen to this show, please all rate this movie a one. Yeah, one star. I mean, don't even rate it. I guess. Um, the site's <laughs> consensus, the general consensus from Rotten Tomatoes, says despite the best efforts of its talented leads, who are they? I, I, um, yep. The guy that played Miles Dyson. Um, oh, Joe Morton. Yeah, Joe, okay. yeah. Joe Morton. Okay. The astronaut's wife moves at a snail's pace, 100%, yeah. and Absolutely. fails to generate enough intrigue to keep viewers engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metacritic gives it a 37 out of 100 based on 17 reviews. Yep. Joe Layden of Variety magazine wrote, Rosemary's Baby gets an extraterrestrial twist <laughs> in The Astronaut's Wife. I mean, yeah, they're, they're saying Rosemary's Baby because of the Cassavetes reference. Right, right, right. yeah. An yeah. aggressive, stylish, uh, but dramatically flaccid, even with all the penis references, drama that plays penis. like an upscale reprise of a 50s sci-fi potboiler. Now, see, if they were smart, they would have tied something into that and they could have made something out of it. You know they did, though. 
the radios. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly rated it a C plus and wrote the move. The movie is far. <laughs> Owen Gleiberman. The movie is far from incompetent. <laughs> it simply has few, too few surprises to justify its indulgent atmosphere of malignant revelation. What? That's just a dictionary sentence. Uh, like, all he are, did was write words in a, from a dictionary. Those are 50-cent words. You know what I mean? That's all that like, just, just nonsense. Janet Maslin wrote, The direction is better than expected. Wrong. But the writing is ridiculously derivative. Yep. Correct. Yes. So your review is 50%. Uh, Mick LaSalle, San Francisco Chronicle. The movie might not be perfect, but it deserved better than to be dumped into theaters. I rather enjoyed it. Of course you did. And Kevin <laughs> Thomas of the Los Angeles Times described it as a moderately diverting thriller that builds suspense and entertains effectively. And I hope Kevin Thomas no longer writs for yes. the Los Angeles Times. Immediately fired the Object Theater Podcast. Is this the worst that we've done? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, when you had mentioned to me, we had we had a couple different choices for this for this episode. We're, right. not, we're not gonna mention the choices because I'm we sure may, we'll get to them too. Yeah, we'll get to those doozies. None and of them had Johnny Depp in them yeah. except for this one. No, so. <laughs> uh, but they were all I mean, in most of our opinions, I think they were all pretty much equally as bad. But I yes. really think I mean, when I heard this Johnny Depp. Yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. It, this is probably the worst one. And I like I said, I I like a good bad movie. I really do. And I can't even stomach this. It's yeah, tough. This is, well, it's not a good bad movie. No, it's no, tough. No. It's just a bad bad movie. And you know, you you watch the trailer and you yeah. listen and you listen to the premise behind the story and it Ridiculous. sounds it sounds like a like an old 50s B yeah. science fiction yeah. horror movie. It really Invasion does. Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets um I don't Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you know, here, here, here's some here's some one lines from Metacritic from these big big you know. Reviews. Oh, these are these are good. So again, San Francisco Chronicle, Mick LaSalle with the top score of seventy five. It's scary. Wrong. It's well acted. Wrong. <sighs> it's filmed with a degree of flash and elegance. That's a really stupid sentence for this movie. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Thomas, Los Angeles Times, a moderately diverting. St- Thriller, we already said that. Strongest selling point is Charlize Theron. Wrong. Right. Uh, TV guides might lend McDonough. McDong? I apologize <laughs> if you ever hear this. <laughs> chili. McDong. Chili, chili. Muted and refreshingly free of cheap shocks. Well, that's because it was boring. The stylish <laughs> psychological horror tale is greatly enhanced by subtle acting performances subtle mm-hmm. now i did now again i i give johnny depp credit for his turning of the screw so i mean i guess we have to give that a little credence oh, no no i i dis i disagree well, I why, mean, don't, well why don't we watch the whole thing on cctv no. and then you'll feel better no no no, All right. no no owen gleiberman nothing but mood it simply mood. has too few surprises to justify its indulgent atmosphere uh, Andy Seller. So here we go. So Andy Seller from USA Today, his his weighted review on Metacritic is fifty. Alan Davao. Again, apologize for the uh, pronunciation. His cinematography is so striking that the movie would probably play better with the sound off. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. With the with that's the, about right. And if the whole thing was done through CCTV, Dustin right. would also be happy. He'd no, like I, I, st- I still would. All right, so it doesn't leave I me mean, with a warm feeling. It doesn't leave me with no the warmth of Charlize Theron's cunt. Doesn't leave me with a good feel. I I don't get this. So I but, I don't know. I, you know I, I 
No. As terrible as this movie is, I, I can see some points where, you know, the, the cinema, cinematography, if that's what it, you want to call yeah. it, um, there are some scenes where, you know, it's for me, you know, being a layman when it comes to movie direction or whatever you want to call it, there are some scenes where I kind of said, oh, that's kind of cool. That that, yeah. that kind of, that intrigues yeah. me. And there are some scenes, there's some moments there's where a couple of suspenseful moments. Yeah, yeah, where there's tension where I kind of like, I would perk up a little bit like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. what's going to happen here? Yeah, the ready whip. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was. <laughs> but no, the, the, truthfully, there are some, there are very few, very few yeah, scenes where you no. where you perk up and you're like, ooh, okay, well, what's going on here? And then it just, it falls flat. Yeah. Just, well, even even if you do perk up, the next scene just dashes any yeah, fucking yeah. hope of it. Exactly. Expanding on it. Yep. Yeah, it just, it drops right out. Yeah. It's, it's It goes up to a nice point and then poof, just drops and you're left with nothing. All so, right. So... You know, Nothing. final final, uh, final assessment here, one through ten. One being we were pleasantly surprised. <laughs> ten being we're vomiting from both ends. Ten. For me, it's a ten. Yeah, it's a ten. An um, utter ten. There are some parts of it that are... are ugh, I can't believe I'm going to admit this. There are some parts that are mildly, mildly interesting to me. There's one or two plot points that are interesting to me. Mm. Charlie's Theron is the only reason for me to watch the movie. I can't give it a complete 10, but I'll give it a solid... I'll give it a solid 9. Right. Yeah, easily. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Um, I think that the... the from, a, from a technical standpoint, I think the movie really looks very good. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate the... The look of it. I appreciate the cinematography of it. I think that there is a kernel of something interesting here somewhere. Um, and again, there are subtle moments of Johnny Depp's performance that I said, okay, I, I see what's going on. Um, it's absolutely abysmal. Don't watch it. No. But I give it I give it a solid 7 out of 10 <laughs> on the vomitous scale. Vomitous scale. On the vomitous scale. So I'm still sitting on the toilet, but I'm able to at least look at my phone. <laughs> while I'm on there, um, you guys can keep talking. I'm done. I, I can't. I can't do anymore. I'm, I'm done. Anything else? I was no. done at five minutes. No. Yeah. Let's call it. Let's call it a night. Dustin hates Johnny Depp. I just no. Yeah. Astronaut's wife. Emphasis on the ass. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. No. So all right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank See you on the next one. Don't watch this. Don't. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Upchuck Theater Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Or go right to our home at upchucktheater.podbean.com slash feed and subscribe. Or upchucktheater.com. Until next time, keep the Ipecac handy and the movie viewing nonsense to a minimum.